Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. We couldn't really sleep. Um, you know, we were all in, in, in one room in, in, in the very basement of the house. We could hear shooting. Um, and uh, it, it was just a really difficult night, uh, very scary. Kids are crying and, you know, wives are crying obviously uh, i want to cry but i can't cry yeah. um and you know that sort of thing if you've ever wondered if god still works miracles then you'll want to hear today's guest pastor paul welcomes kirill who with his family fled their home country of ukraine by dark of night as the recent war with russia broke out this is life support Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was Derek. a golden boy. All we can do right now is come Extreme together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. So glad to have you on Life Support. And our uh, show is a little bit different. We take difficult topics, trauma, um, trials, suffering, and our goal is to really just highlight the love of Jesus Christ that emerges at times like this. And so I'm so glad you're with us. Of course, over the last couple of months, the uh, war in Ukraine has uh, caught us all. It's been uh, devastating to watch. And um, many of you, I know, have been praying uh, diligently, uh, both for the people in Ukraine and for an end to the conflict. And today we have an opportunity to really find out more about what that's like. My friend Kirill is here, and he is from Ukraine, and welcome. It's so good to have you here. Oh, thank you, Paul. It's so good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. But getting here wasn't um, an everyday experience. It wasn't like you just walked you know, over to the airport and hopped on a plane, and you experienced some of what we're seeing. And so I wanted to just talk to you about that. Uh, tell me about your family first. Sure. Um, you know, I... Um I'm married. Uh, my my wife's name is Yana. Uh, we have been married for almost nine years. Uh, we have two kids. Uh, Alisa is seven. Nelson is three. Um, so th there's four of us for now. Um, uh, we're thinking of maybe having some more kids down the road. Um, and you know, we've uh, over the years we've been traveling to U.S. Uh, quite a lot. Um, but uh, you know, it it's it's a very easy uh, typically um you know just hop on a plane couple planes and we're here this time uh it it took six days uh for us to to get to the u.s so that was quite a, a different experience yes take me back to the night when all of this kind of landed on you and god began to intervene um because it's really a miraculous story mm -hmm. of how you're sitting here right now so what happened that night um, so um, I, I should start with the night before very briefly. You know, it's uh, February 23rd. Um, I'm sitting in my living room. Obviously, the tensions have been high for, you know, the, the past few months. Uh, but that's nothing unusual for Ukrainian because uh, Russia has been sort of breathing down our neck for years before that. And, you know, even though the whole world kind of started talking about it, we weren't really afraid or concerned about it at all. 
And, you know, the, the comforting message that night uh, was uh, from our president who gathered 50 biggest businessmen of Ukraine uh, to uh, tell them in person that everything is going to be fine. There is not going to be a war. Sort of don't worry, just carry on, right? And then I get a FaceTime call from my friend, Colin, uh, who lives here in the Twin Cities, and he's like, man, I'm just so worried for you, our intel predicts that they're going to invade tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, man, don't worry. You know, you guys have predicted that a number of times before. It's not going to happen. And so, you know, me and my wife, we just peacefully go to bed and uh, our kids are with uh, um, grandma, uh, as they always are uh, on Wednesday nights. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a really good sleeper. I'm not a morning person at all. And it was very odd to kind of just awake at 5 a.m. Uh, on, on Thursday morning. And um, I just was wrestling with myself, rolling in bed, trying to go back to sleep, but it wasn't working out. So I was like, okay, well, maybe God is waking me up. He wants me to finally spend time with him in the morning. And so I'm, um, you know, getting out of bed. It's 5.40, something like that. And I try to stay away from my phone and devices, notifications in the morning to just keep my um, head fresh. Um, and uh, this time I just felt like I need to check my phone. So I quickly grab my phone and, and I see a text from one of my clients here in, in U.S. who says that he's praying for me. And uh, this is not a praying kind of client mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. I, I sensed immediately that something was off so I text him back what do you mean and he replied to me that well you should check the news there's bombing happening in Kiev and we live two and a half hours from Kiev so you, you know I didn't wake up from the bombing you know there was nothing happening in the city where I am which is the uh, city uh, called Cherkasse it, it's a big city um, 250,000 people, um, but nothing was happening there yet. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's how it all started uh, that morning. So you're uh, rustled out of bed and everything, as far as you're concerned, is normal and uh, you're, you're doing the old quiet time thing and trying to get your head straight. And then your life changed so dramatically, didn't it? Yes. It, immediately, you know, it's just shock like I've never experienced, mm -hmm. but um, I'm typically good under pressure and in stressful situations. It, they don't paralyze me. They kind of put me to action. So I just woke up my wife. I told her to go to the grocery store to, you know, get a supply of food and groceries. Um, I took my car and went to get gas um, at, at a gas station. And in both places, the lines were already huge. And mm -hmm. this is like 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, so we, we, we were in lines for hours. Um, and then we, you know, kind of go pick up our kids and um, my mother-in-law, bring them to our home. I call my brother um, and tell him to come with his wife and three kids to, to our house because his house is right next to the military base. I see. And uh, we, we, we found out, you know, early on that initially they were bombing, like, military bases. Uh, and so he was not in a good position to be in. So, you know, we wanted to be kind of all, all together. And, uh, you know, we... 
both both him and I we we uh, run our own companies um, that that we lead, and so you know at nine a.m. we just have these a, a town hall meetings. You know, I hold mine, he holds his in different room, and you know we talk to our people, we help them kind of process what's happening, and we just tell them to take their time and go to be with their loved ones, buy whatever they need, get to a safe place, whatever they need sort of thing and you know that's kind of how the day started and we you know I immediately felt that well this is going to take months and we need to brace ourselves and just be prepared for it and uh, I didn't have any plans of uh, leaving Ukraine I not even a thought uh, and at that time the law was already passed that all males between 18 and 60 years old, they are not allowed to be uh, to to leave the country. So I, I I couldn't get out, even though I did have a ticket to U.S. on March 2nd, uh, which was in a week uh, from 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 uh, that day. Uh, but obviously, all of the um, airports were shut down, and it was impossible to get out. And so, when did that thought finally strike you that you had to go? At, toward the end of the day, so, uh, you know, we just worked with our team. I uh, sent in emails and communicated with my clients, uh, most of which are in U.S., some in the U.K. and France and uh, Australia. Um, and we just tell them, told them what's going on, what we're doing, how we're going to respond, uh, what's happening, uh, and uh, and told them that we will just keep them posted and you know so and that was that's what I was going to do right but then uh, toward the end of the day I just started having this unbearable feeling this urgency that we need to get out this is the last opportunity um, and I I believe that God is going to make a way for us um, you know the the one of the dominating reasons was I am one of the leaders of the company and you know we employ almost 200 people all of them have families um, parents friends um, and you know we're in business that's um, is almost like the only industry that can carry on in Ukraine which is tech business we do software development and so all of those people they now uh, kind of their family and friends rely on them because everyone else just lost their jobs immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. all of the restaurants, like everything just yeah. shut down. Right. Uh, but we are the only ones who can carry on. So there's a big responsibility in that. And w me and my business partner, we both felt that uh, our company needs presence in the U.S. to be, you know, kind of the face of the company, meet with the clients, be able to work on new business and, and things like that. And so... You know, it, it it that kind of you know was the driving force for us to um, take the risk and and try to leave our safe place uh, and and take on this absolutely unknown journey, not knowing what's going to happen, and you know, and the road ahead was already bombed. And uh, mm. th there were massive lines at the border. The only people who can get out are women and kids. Um, and so, you know, it's just end of the day, it kind of like dawned on me and I couldn't bear it. You know, I, I just 
felt like we need to do something. Um, <clears throat> too bad I was the only one who had this feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone else was like, are you sure? This craziness is not going to last long. And, like, I had to convince my family, my brother to you know, to kind of go for it. And, you know, by the time they finally all agreed, it was already too late to leave. Uh, there was a um, marshal's law in place. I think it's called, um, yep. uh, after, you cannot be uh, outside after 10 p.m. until 6 a.m. So we had to stay for the night. Um, we couldn't really sleep. Um, you know, we were all in, in, in one room in, in, in the very basement of the house. We could hear shooting, mm. um, and uh, it, it was just a really difficult night. Uh, very scary. Kids are crying, mm -hmm. and, you know, wives are crying, obviously. Uh, I want to cry, but I can't cry, yeah. um, and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and then, you know, 6 a.m., we are already in, in our cars, kind of hitting the road, um, heading toward the direction of Moldova. We're like, okay, what's the closest border that we can get to? Okay, Moldova is the closest border. Where in Moldova, we don't know. Let's just drive toward And Moldova. that's been the case with most everybody, right? They just head for the border and they have no idea what waits for them on the other side. Correct. But, yeah. you know, we, we, we even didn't know which city to go to. Right. Like, we didn't know what is the border city. You kind of can look things up on Google Maps, but... We don't know, is there, like, the, the, the customs point that you can go through to Moldova? So we were just driving in the direction of this one city, and uh, everyone, everyone I talked to, um, you know, I talked to many different people about, like, hey, this is what I'm thinking, what do you think about it? Um, just trying to seek advice and, and God's uh, will for us, and... Uh, um, everyone told me they're not going to let you out. And the more they told me I'm not going to be able to get out, the more I felt that God will make a way for mm -hmm. me and, and we will all be able to uh, get out safely. Um, so it, it was just a complete faith thing because we didn't know where to go, how we're going to get out, what to be prepared for, and, and things like that. So we just headed toward Moldova, Early on uh, in the trip, two fighter jets mm -hmm. flew so low over our cars, we thought that they're just going to, you know, bomb us and, mm -hmm. and we're going to die. And it was so loud. It was so scary. Uh, we didn't know whether it's Ukrainian, whether mm -hmm. it's Russian. Like, you don't know, right? Yeah. And and so it was, it was so scary is that it kind of set the mood for entire journey ahead of us you know we were very tensed but at the same time you know as we look back um i think you know god just took care of of us so well our kids were sleeping for most of the drive you know how kids can get crabby in, in the car for you know and they were just sleeping mm -hmm. the entire time you know it wasn't a smooth ride um the gas stations were packed with cars they had a a limit on how much gas a car can get so we stopped at every gas station that we could waited in line got a bit of gas you know move on you you meet military um vehicles on the way you go through checkpoints that every city now has like it's it's a challenging experience and then you you get to this uh and, and then as we drive 
my wife、uh, kind of comes across one of her friends that was able to get out with with her husband,、um, you know, that day, that morning, or the night before, and she was like, "This is where they did that in in this particular city," and I was like, "Okay, well, that's the city where we're going to," and you know, that was a An obvious God thing, you know. As we were making the way, He kind of revealed the way to us. So we headed to that city. We get to the city、uh, border, and and the, the the guards don't let you in.、Mm-hmm. They just don't let you in. There's a huge line.、Uh, you have to wait, and、uh, so we wait for hours. And then finally, when they come and talk to us, they tell us we won't let you in because the city is <clears throat> just has too many cars and. You know, we were begging and crying and everything, and somehow that worked.、Uh, yeah, they let us in because, as we learned later,、uh, you know, there was another couple、uh, that we met in that city that told us that、uh, they arrived at midnight. Two little kids, one newborn, four months old. She is pregnant, and they told them to wait, and they had to wait for like. Seven or eight hours during the night, very cold nights, in the car, because they won't just let them get into the city. So you know, we were very blessed to be able to just、yeah. get in like that. And then you know, there's now the real line,、uh, <laughs> you know, the,、yeah. the line to the border.、Yeah. Uh, More from Pastor Paul and Kirill's miraculous story in just a moment. This is Steve Johnson, executive director of Five Stone Media, a co-presenter of this program, and we're honored to introduce a brand new video curriculum series called "Caring for Mental Health." This ten-part series is available to you at no cost, and is designed to help you and others come alongside those who are struggling with mental health. If you'd like to learn more. Go to lifesupportresources.org. That's lifesupportresources.org. And now back to Pastor Paul. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be one of those border guards. I mean, just think of the trying to manage that must have been a nightmare for for them because everyone they're seeing is desperate and they're trying to stick to the law. And、um, what what a what once what what was the first moment that you. As you were on this journey, where you really thought, "Oh no, this is really a big deal. Like,、um, this isn't going to be a fly-by-night sort of a one-time action." When did that kind of start landing on you? Do you mean big deal in terms of the war is a、yeah. big deal? Like、mm. it's gonna like this is a real war. This is not something it, to mess around with. And it was the morning. Okay, it, it was the morning as they started bombing. I immediately felt because like they went. It was just too serious. They just started bomb. Bombing Kiev and many other cities, and like I just knew right away this is serious. A lot of people, you know, they they kind of were in denial mo- mode. You know, they were like, no, the whole world is just gonna boom and you know knock、right. Putin out.、Yep. It's not gonna last more than a couple of days. But I just felt right away that this is serious. We're gonna have you back,、um, and I, and I want to get to the next part of your story because it's it's pretty amazing what happens next. But I'm wondering how are you feeling now as you observe from a distance what's happening in Ukraine at the moment? Like, what kind of emotions go through you when you watch those kind of scenes and so forth? Um, it's um, uh. 
it's very heartbreaking. It's uh, very challenging. Um, it's uh, painful. Uh, I mean, you know, I have my parents there. I have my entire team there uh, with their little kids. You know, um, there's just a lot of friends. Um, we, ha I know, I some of my friends have um, were sent to uh, the you know the the, the front lines. Uh, some of my friends and and that uh, I've been um, known for years and pastors that I've uh, supported, they converted their ministry into the ministry mm -hmm. for refugees and mm -hmm. bringing humanitarian aid to the uh, front lines and then bringing you know kids and women back uh, from there. Um, it's um, challenging. I mean, yeah. there there is no way to make it easy. Um, and and the more I kind of look at it, at it, the harder it gets uh, for me. And you know, one one thing that God makes very very clear and vivid to me is that um, He made um, a miraculous way for me uh, to be here, um, not just so that I am safe and can observe this from afar, but He has a mission for me. And so that's what I'm trying to stay focused on. Yeah, that's good. And you've walked with God for a long time. And um, one of the connections you have to the uh, church I pastor is that uh, our church did work in Ukraine. And, and uh, through that, you uh, found your walk with the Lord. And now here you are sitting here talking about it. Um, is there anything new that you've learned about God? Or maybe something that's being reinforced that you already knew about God? over the last couple of months? Um, it, it's, it's like uh, there's definitely new lessons um, that I'm still processing and, and thinking through. Um, you know, I, I believe that um, we don't learn from the experience. We learn from evaluated experience. And uh, that that's what I'm... Uh, you know, st still doing now, you know, I, I, I'm still in transition. Like this, yeah. this is not over for me. And so I'm, I'm, I'm still learning, but some of the initial, um, lessons are it's, it's, I'm just learning the new depths of God's goodness. Um, he continually exceeds my expectations and, uh, uh Sometimes I have pretty high expectations and pretty wild expectations, but he just constantly, you know, he does way more than I would ever expect or imagine. And uh, another thing that I realized last night is that God honors risk. Mm. God honors uh, taking risk. It was a very high extreme risk that, that I took with my family and uh, uh, he honors that, you know, it, it was a faith-based risk, not a craziness-based risk, sort of. Yeah, And, sure. you know, he mm -hmm. he is uh, definitely more than faithful through all of that. That's a pretty amazing testimony. And, um, and you're not even through with the story yet. So when you come back, we're going to find out more about what God did to open doors for you. But uh, I do want you to know, I'm sure that you've been told this many times, but there are, you know, Everyone, you know, their heart is in Ukraine mm -hmm. here in the United States. Um, 
Everywhere you look, there are Ukrainian flags. Um, mm-hmm. Even on Twitter, there are U- Ukrainian flags, and everyone's nuts on Twitter. Um, but the, the U.S., the people of the U.S. are definitely invested. Uh, it's a helpless feeling. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we, we watch, and we can't really do anything, uh, mm-hmm. except for um, our church was fortunate enough to send, uh, you know, supplies and money there. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a helpless feeling. But mm-hmm. we're with you. And, uh, Kirill, I, I just appreciate you coming by and sharing your story with us. Oh, Paul, absolutely. And, you know, we we appreciate so much all of the support and, and help. And, uh, you know, and, and it's not only the things that we observe um, America and people and churches in U.S. do, but it's also a lot of what we have personally as a family experienced mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely resonate with that. And, you know, I'm just so grateful uh, for, for the heart that people in U.S. have toward Ukraine. Just thank you all so much. You know, well, you're welcome. And you know what? I was thinking as as Kirill was talking, it's 2 Corinthians 4. Uh, Paul said that we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. And uh, the, the story that Krill is telling is a story that's really hard. Uh, he's still in the midst of it, but uh, you just heard him say that he trusts God more now, and he's learning that about the Lord. So if you're going through a hard time in your life right now, and you feel like God may have, have uh, walked away from you, just take heart. Uh, he is still with you. I want to thank our partners that make life support possible. Faith Radio, have they've been wonderful there, faithradio.com. You can see a video version of this podcast at fivestonemedia.com, and you can also check us out here at Ridgewood Church at myrwc.org. And we'll catch you next time right here on Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. for listening to this life support podcast these conversations are available because of listener support you can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com to avoid missing future editions of life support subscribe to the podcast today at itunes or your podcast player and thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support